Welcome into 10 Minute Warning. I'm Ian. And I'm Harrison. And we're going to start off with a trivia question. You ready, Harrison? Let's, let's do it. Harrison, my good friend, a big Auburn fan. I need I to ask him this question. Eagle. Can you tell me which active college football coach is the first to win an AP Coaches Poll National Championship in three different decades? 2000s, 2010s, and 2020s. I'm not answering this. <laughs> Are you sure? You don't have any idea? Oh, I have an idea, but I'm not answering this. Just fuck that guy. The 2020s haven't been very long. But who could have won a national championship already? <sighs> that piece of shit. <laughs> the guy has no structural being. His arms are stuck to his side and looks creepy as fuck. Nick Saban. He just... <laughs> He doesn't look like a guy. If you didn't know he was a great football coach, he doesn't. As Chris Collinsworth would say, here's a guy you don't want to hang out with. Yeah. He looks like he got injured playing football. Did he? No. <laughs> but he looks like he had like a back injury or something. He's just like stuck like this. And he's pissed all the time. Now every all of our fans with scoliosis are going to be so upset. He doesn't have scoliosis. I'm not making fun of that. <laughs> I'm just making fun of him because I hate the guy. Roll Tide! Well, Wild Card Weekend is in the books. It was a good one. Man. Yeah. I mean... The Browns really... They put the icing on the cake with that crazy win. Like, we thought... we And, you know, we'll, we'll cop to this. We totally thought that was the game to miss. Yeah. I mean, I thought the Steelers were going to win that game. I was Easy. ready for bed, and then when the fumble, when Ben Ben didn't catch the ball, and and like they, they missed the hike. What does that remind you of? Um, it reminds me of a certain Super Bowl. A hundred percent did remind me of that War Eagle. <laughs> it really did, though. Or should I say, go Seahawks? Uh, go home, Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, go Rams. Um, not in whatever year that was. Right. 2012. It was, it was Super Bowl 48. Never forget. Yeah. Um, that's like a 9/11 memory. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it totally did. In all seriousness, uh, you know, I'm not still upset about that Super Bowl because they won one after it. But uh, in all seriousness, that's how it felt. Like people thought going into the Seahawks Broncos Super Bowl that yeah. the Broncos were gonna put up a lot of points. Yeah, they were the highest scoring offense that year. Yeah, they were the highest scoring offense in history. That's what I mean. That yeah. year, like yeah. ever. So it was like. And the Steelers were the team that went 11-0. and mm-hmm. And, oh, they were just taking it easy on the Browns. Dude, the Browns. The head coach couldn't be at the game. Half the players, they couldn't even get in the practice facility, man. They had to put – at one point when offensive linemen got hurt, they put in guys that the announcers were talking about. They had to sign for the game yeah. <laughs> like, because they didn't have COVID. <laughs> like, yep. But how many – Times have I said it to you? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I've said it on the podcast. The Steelers were that team that would get knocked out in the first round. You have said that a lot. I'll give you props for that. Yeah, yeah. No, you you definitely said that. And I um, I didn't see them losing to the Browns. Like I saw them probably not making it. Like I could see it happening. Yeah. they had been like once the football team took them down, it it kind of showed me like okay, that's how you do it. But I don't know, man. I just didn't expect. I didn't expect the Browns of the teams to beat them in the first round. That's I think had it been the Ravens, had it been the Titans going up against them, I'd been like, okay, the Steelers are done. I mean, they played those teams this year, and they played them close every time. But the Browns, I didn't see that. Yep. I mean, the Bucks handled business against the football team. We didn't quite get the upset everybody was hoping for, but you really never do. Yeah. Everybody, and it wasn't just this podcast, everybody was saying the team to look out for is the football team and the Bucks. Nobody was saying look out for the Browns. They were just acting like the Browns were ceremonially like eliminated already. They were acting like yeah. the Browns were already on their bus home. And now they look like the team that could be hot and dangerous. Props. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. But um, the Browns game was good. The Bucks game was a hard okay. The Saints game wasn't very good. No. The Saints game could have been better if the Bears could catch a cold. Mims dropped True. two great ones. Oh, and then uh, Anthony Miller was like, hey – we don't have enough wide receivers. I think I'll punch a guy and get ejected. So then they had less <laughs> wide receivers. Like, what a great idea yeah. that guy had. Smart thinking. The Bears, uh, as a team, though, I mean, we're done talking about them. 
for the year pretty much. But Ryan Pace is coming back. The coach is coming back. Like that extra wild card spot let them do enough to keep their jobs, and I think they might get a shot to run it back with a different quarterback out of the draft. Speaking of Ryan Pace, interesting fact, I used to work for his dad. Really? His dad used to be the manager of the Hidden Valley Country Club. Oh, that's wild. Michael Pace. Michael Pace. Yeah. Huh. So, maybe not that interesting, but... Maybe we'll have him on the podcast. If Yeah, if we could reach out to him, we could be like, hey, can you come talk about your son? Yeah, please come talk about your son. Yeah. Dads hate doing that. Yeah. They never talk about how disappointing his son is. <laughs> he comes in. I love him, but he can't pick a quarterback. He comes in and he goes, I just can't get behind Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> I yep. mean, so the Bills game was my favorite. The Bills-Colts game, I mean, it was up, down. It was, even though the score was close, I don't feel like the Bills were ever close to losing, really. Mm-hmm. It, it felt like It felt like there were times where they might let it slip because they were the Bills. But I feel like if the Bills had been the Patriots playing the exact same game, no one would have worried. Yeah. They would have been like, they would have had the confidence. I agree. I mean, Bill Belichick at the helms. I mean, everyone would be like, this. they got it. Exactly. Yeah. People were just thinking, oh, this is the Bills. Have one good year and they get bounced. All right. But no, they did not. So yeah. let's start before we get into it. Let's frame up what we have coming up this weekend. We're going to do our 10-minute warning per usual after we go through a couple of topics the storylines for this weekend are pretty interesting. We've got Rodgers and Golf, both former Cal quarterbacks, mm-hmm. facing off. We've got Breeze and Brady, two of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. Yes. Um, I mean, literally constantly changing who has the most career touchdowns and stuff. Like, they're just changing awards. Here, you take the award, I'll take it. If Drew Brees hadn't missed time, they would still be handing it off. I think Brady's got a healthy lead now. Yeah. Um, Allen and Jackson. Two dual-threat quarterbacks in the AFC, both from the same draft class. Mm -hmm. Interesting matchup. Finally seeing that draft class turn into something. Speaking of that draft class, Baker, Mahomes, the Texas Tech connection. Yep. So, it's It's going to be an interesting week. But first... I'm excited. Let's start with a trivia question. Let's do it. So, I guess we'll count that last one. If you can count it. (laughs) Can you tell me which NFL head coach has become the second ever to be fired within three seasons of winning a Super Bowl? Oh, that would be the Philadelphia Eagles' Doug Peterson. Well, he would be the free agent's Doug Peterson, but yes. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, unfortunately for him, he is the free agent, though. Maybe not. Yeah, I. so my personal opinion is he got fired a little early, and he's going to find a job pretty easily. Here's my personal opinion. And I don't know if it's even personal. Here's my opinion. This is now the third Eagles head coach to be fired with a winning record. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid, Chip Kelly, or not Chip yep, Kelly. Yeah. Chip Kelly? Chip Kelly had a winning okay. record. He just, he, they just thought, the Eagles get this thing where they get to the end of the year and players start speaking out, yeah. and the owner just always sides with Howie and the GM. Mm. And, like, why? So, what from what I read – Part of the problem was Peterson thought he had earned enough to pick his own coordinators, and Howie did not want to give up that power to Peterson. Yeah. Which is stupid. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. It's it's the coach. He's got to be able to work well with his own coordinators. There's got to be a chemistry there. Coach should pick it. And so then your coach comes to you. Your coach who won your first Super Bowl for your city. Mm -hmm. You remember when Philly was going to the Super Bowl, and they're doing the two weeks of Super Bowl coverage, and the owner talks about kind of growing up a Patriots fan or something, but then in Eagles, and then he's all Eagles, he bleeds green, he just wants it to happen, right? Yeah. Well, you now have a statue of Doug Peterson and Nick Foles at your stadium. Doing the Philly Philly. Yeah, and you have have to explain to, uh, every Philly fan has to explain to their kid at some point, who those two men are now. Yeah. <laughs> because three years they were there. Like Nick Foles wasn't after he won anyways, but Nick Foles spent more time in Philly probably between his two stints yeah. than Doug Peterson did for winning a Super Bowl. And the fact is like those kids are going to be like, why is he not stuck around? Why they not keep him? And then the parents are going to cry. Yeah. And then they're going to need more tissues in all the bathrooms. And they're already crying because they let go of Nick Foles because Nick Foles for some reason worked in that system and no other system. And then now they're going to be crying because who knows? I mean, it depends on who their next head coach is, but 
I have a feeling it's not going to be as good as Doug Peterson. I, I would argue that that's the worst job available of yeah. the head coaching jobs, for oh, sure. It's the toughest city to coach in. It's a tough city. You apparently don't get to pick your own coordinators. Yeah. I mean, and the GM, uh, I don't know what Howie has on him. Howie Roseman, I don't know what he has on him, but he like he must have some sort of dirt on the owner. Mm-hmm. Because did Doug Peterson give Carson Wentz the contract, or did the GM? Right. Yeah. Who's Who is not paying Zach Ertz and pissing him off? Exactly. It's not the coach. None of this shit. Who's making the terrible draft picks? It's him. It's all the GM. Yeah. And it's like it's like what, what happened with the Washington football team for like a decade. After like three, four years, they're like, get rid of Bruce Allen. Yeah. And they're calling for Howie Roseman to be gone in Philadelphia. That, that's what all the comments say is like, he was the problem, not Doug Peterson. It's so stupid that they let him go. I think Doug Peterson, there's a lot of jobs left open. I mean, only what has one head coach been hired so far? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of jobs open. If Peterson, Peterson should have his pick of jobs. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't get it, he should do exactly what Andy Reid does. Take a year, recharge, hang out, yep. plot, look, study, figure out where to go. Find Keep your you. name in the talking Keep, about. Keep your name out there. Yeah. Find your Kansas City. I don't so I've heard some people say he might take a coordinator job, pull like a Jason Garrett. Yeah. I don't think he needs to do that. I think he needs to take the year off. I've heard the Jets. See, now that makes sense. I've heard there's a connection there, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Jets make sense because the Jets need an adult like that, somebody proven. Mm-hmm. They can't bring in um, if the Jets bring in another coach that they're hoping does it for the first time, what are they saying to their fan base? Well, I think also, like, they need a Super Bowl winning coach who can take that young team and be like, guys, this is what we're striving for, and this is how we achieve it. Yes, I've done it. I've been there. I've been there. Yeah, exactly. And I just don't. I mean, if my team needed a, a head coach, like, welcome Doug Peterson. Right. I mean, the Sudfeld thing the Sudfeld game against the football team is not enough to fire you after after it's the only year he's missed the playoffs since he got the job. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do is I know they haven't missed the playoffs, but if you look at that team and they were in any other division, they would have missed the playoffs ever since the Super Bowl. Yeah, but they aren't. You know? Yeah, I know. It's like it's like it's when just, uh, it's still like embarrassing to yeah. be that team that's like five or six wins making the playoffs. Yeah, and but getting I, out in the first round. Like, you know as an owner and GM, like, our coach isn't doing it. Yeah. In your division, we'd be done. You know, maybe the reason the coach had to put in Sudfeld to see what he had was because of the GM picking Jalen Hurts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's ridiculous. But we digress. Uh, the big news of the day, Urban Meyer finally re- works out the deal with the Jags. We all I – w- I don't want to say we all, but I always had a feeling he was going to take it. Yeah. So, that or L.A. I really thought. I mean, I heard there was a connection there. So I never thought he would go to L.A. I, I don't know. I, I just heard rumors. The big he, city. I heard rumors he'd go to USC. The reason I thought he'd go to Jacksonville, honestly, is because he already has a home there. Yeah, from Jacksonville Florida. was definitely the first pick. That's so. That's what I thought. And he really wants to keep. He wants to stay in Ohio near his grandchildren and mm-hmm. keep that relationship going. And it's a lot quicker flight, I think, from Florida to Ohio than L.A. to Ohio. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't fly planes. I'm not Sully. I'm not Captain Sully, but... Well, I mean, he's also playing teams like the Indianapolis Colts that he can just hop right over to Ohio real quick after a game. Exactly. He could go stay there for the division where there's... I mean, he's not in the AFC East, but... Mm -hmm. I mean, he's not that close. Well, the AFC East goes all the way to Florida, too. (laughs) So, none of the divisions make any sense. They really should have redrawn them a long time ago. Yeah. But... Too many rivalries. What do you think? So, what we were talking about with the Eagles' job is a great contrast to the Jaguars' job. The Eagles' job is very much like they're looking at Drod Mayo, like mm-hmm. who's who's the linebacker coach for the Patriots. Like they nicknamed him uh, Drod Belichick because they said he's always acted like a coach, like he's always been that way. Yeah. So, like a guy like that who needs a shot, who's probably a little bit early, like Sean McVay level in age, mm-hmm. goes to the Eagles. Because you're not going to get a lot of control. You're very much going to be on training wheels in a way, trying to like earn power. So it's a right. job for somebody like that. The Jaguars were like, to get Urban Meyer, they're like, what do you want? Exactly. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars is one of the better situations in the NFL as a coaching opportunity. I mean, they got okay, a lot yeah. of young talent. They got a potential first – well, I mean, it is the number one pick, but potential Trevor Lawrence. 
They've got a lot of young players. I hope they have talent. Urban Meyer, I mean, they were willing to pay him whatever he wanted because, I mean, the guy's only lost 26 games since 2003. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge get for them. It's a huge get. Yeah. Uh, Doug Marone was an okay get because he was the guy that told the Bills to shove it after one good year mm-hmm. and said, I'm done here. I don't know if he hated the, the cold or what. Yeah. Went down to Jacksonville. But um, getting Urban Meyer is a huge get for them. And Urban Meyer had said when he was an analyst that, he thinks Trevor Lawrence was the best college quarterback he'd ever seen. Yeah, I think it's a lock that he'll be the number one pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's safe to say. Yeah. I don't think he's getting traded. No. Um, this, let's do a little contrast with Urban Meyer. So just, okay. just to talk about it, um, I'm going to go to the Broncos real quick for this. Mm-hmm. So the Broncos are – Elway waited a long time to step down compared to other teams. He uh, – took his time, and then he was like, okay, by the way, we're going to find a GM. A lot of other GM jobs were open, but only one GM got hired. Mm -hmm. So the Broncos became the second team to hire their GM pretty quickly. George Payton, um, 14 years in Minnesota. They described him as the GM, uh, Rick Spielman. They described him as the left-hand man, like he was there every time Rick made a decision. So I I think he's definitely well-suited. He's been asked to be a general manager at other teams before. But he turned him down. He wanted the right situation, the right fit. Mm-hmm. He thinks the Broncos are it. How did they sell him on this job? They took him to Elway's Steakhouse. The reporting on this has been so extensive that they literally put what every person there ate. Everyone got steak except Vic Fangio. He got the burger. Okay. I've heard the burgers are good. Yeah. They literally said that George Payton. Before he finished his Cobb salad and 12-ounce New York sirloin, New York strip, that they had pretty much had a framework worked out. That I don't know if the reporter's the waiter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they paired it with a cab, but these... Probably just had someone, probably put some reporters in the restaurant. Hats off to local Denver media. Yeah. But I, I bring that up to, we'll get it out of the way and talk about it, because I'm excited about it, but there's not much to say else. But... So to get George Payton, you take him to a steakhouse. To get Urban Meyer to Jacksonville, you pay him like thirteen million dollars. The owner and his son took him on the yacht. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so steakhouse, yacht. Yeah. <laughs> that will get you somewhere. It's like it, it very much reminded me of when Michigan was trying to get Jim Harbaugh. They're like, "You want a jet? We'll get a jet. What do, what do you want? Yeah. You know? Yeah, we'll give you whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. I just think Urban Meyer is for being a college coach." That's what appealed to them because they have so much young talent coming onto that team. They need a guy that's got the experience in the college ranks. And now I think he'll be successful. And he'll never admit this. No coach ever will. But they're so competitive. Their entire job is competing. And how do you separate yourself from Nick Saban instead of going back into college again and trying to coach up a team again? You go to the NFL and actually succeed. You succeed in the NFL where Nick Saban never did anything. Exactly. That's how you separate yourself. If he can go to the Jacksonville Jaguars and become like a – a really good uh, coach, high win percentage, mm-hmm. legacy made. Yep. Let's go from uh, good situations, those sound good, yeah. to a bad one. The Texans. The Texans are – I don't know what the Texans are doing. Right. And I've been thinking about this all week, waiting to come on here to talk about it. I've been, I've been kind of fuming. Okay. I don't understand it. I'm going to go through a timeline for everybody and see if it makes any sense to you. The Texans, a year ago, when they were looking for a GM, wanted Nick Casero. He, they couldn't get him because of tampering charges. Mm-hmm. He, that Supposedly, the report is that somebody from the Texans made a pitch to him at the Patriots Super Bowl ring ceremony, which would be tampering technically. Yeah. And Bill Belichick will do anything he can to keep some people from leaving. Now, some people, they get to the point where it's time for them to leave, and he says, he gives them, you know, like Joe Judge. He said, go coach the Giants, because he loves the Mara family yeah. and the Giants. He almost went there. Um, you know, he'd been the D.C. there and won the Super Bowls with mm-hmm. uh, Bill Parcells. So, he tries to keep everybody there. So, Nick Casero doesn't come. Bill O'Brien becomes the de facto GM. We didn't get the Patriots guys, so let's hire nobody. I don't understand that logic, but you give Bill O'Brien the job for a year. He ruins it. He trades away DeAndre Hopkins for yeah. nothing. He he gets Brandon Cooks, who doesn't quite add up until he's fired. Yeah. Like, Brandon Cooks got great once Bill O'Brien was fired. So, then you fire Bill O'Brien. So now, because you didn't get your GM, your coach 
who's winning the division or making the playoffs every year. You know, they're you know, say what you want about Bill O'Brien, the GM. He was a good coach. Yeah. He was winning a lot of games as a coach. So now he's gotten himself fired. Okay. That's unfortunate. This is all unfortunate, but very fixable. Let's get a new GM. Let's get a head coach to pair him with. No, they go after the same GM yeah. who the old coach wanted that they fired. After they promised their star quarterback, Deshaun Watson, that they would look at his people. He had a couple people he wanted to look at for GM and coach. Coach, everyone knows, Eric Bieniemy, the OC for the Chiefs. That's who he wants. So they said Deshaun was even like he's linked it to so many people. He said, like, I didn't want them to pick my guys. I just wanted them to talk to him, Mm -hmm. give him a shot. So I know you said earlier that uh, the Eagles might be the worst coaching situation out there right now. I think Houston might be very close second. Houston is a very close second. Yeah, because the Bill O'Brien thing. And then uh, and then you wait like two weeks after you've scheduled all your interviews for head coaches the Houston Texans are the only team not to schedule an interview with Eric Bieniemy. Then, after all the Deshaun Watson smoke comes out, the ESPN article comes out from Adam Schefter saying that when DeAndre Hopkins was traded, Watson was a 2 on the anger scale, and when they hired Nick Casero, he was a 10 on the anger scale. Like, it, it made him much more mad because they gave him a six-year deal. Yeah. Your star quarterback, who just led the league in passing yards with – just like putting together a team. He led the league in passing yards. He's not Peyton Manning. He's not Tom Brady. I get that. Tom Brady never got any say in front office stuff in, in uh, New England. Yeah. So, I mean, but he just wanted you to look at him. And if you weren't going to do it, the owner could have said no. He said yes. Deshaun went on vacation, and then he just went about his business. Yeah. On top of that, when he hired Nick Casero, they paid $100,000 $100, plus to a search firm, to find them a GM. The, that, that firm gave them two names. Nick Casero is neither of those names. <laughs> so you pay six digits to a search firm to find guys that you don't listen to or talk to, or hire at least. Maybe they talk to them. I'm not sure. I didn't check their interviews. You don't do anything to make your quarterback happy, who's the only big piece on your team. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it. J.J. Watt came out and apologized to Deshaun Watson after the season. Yeah. We wasted one of your years, he said. And J.J. Watt wants out, too. Yes. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Who wants to be there? I think you're persuading me that this might be the worst coaching position. I'm so frustrated. And then it got even more. It got even bad. It got even worse because can you tell me who the most prolific wide receiver is outside of DeAndre Hopkins in Texans history? Oh, now, yeah. Who is Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson. So then Andre Johnson takes to Twitter um, to say that he thinks Deshaun Watson should stand his ground. The Texans organization is known for wasting players' careers. Since Jack Easterby has walked into the building, nothing good has happened. For some reason, no one's noticed. Jack Easterby had the Patriots connections with O'Brien. Mm-hmm. He's the one that the owner's been leaning on to shape the front office. Okay. And – Andre Johnson, okay, former player, prolific with the organization. Why are we listening to him, right? What does he know? Right. James Palmer from the NFL Network said, To be clear, Andre Johnson is not just the best wide receiver, Texans player ever, voicing his opinion. He spent time as a special advisor working for the team. He spends time around players and is respected enough within the organization to be on the search committee for their next GM head coach. Damn. And after Andre Johnson went to Twitter and tweeted that, DeAndre Hopkins retweeted and said, when Dre speak, listen. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. I've never seen so many star players come out against, like, management. It's a shit show. Like, and you gave him the six-year deal, $30 million. He's there. Even if you get rid of Jacob Easterby, you've got to make it work with Nick Casero. Yeah. I don't know how you void a GM contract, but. Got to pay him out. The hundred thousand dollars for the search firm, or the thirty million dollars to the guy you're going to send back to New England. Like, yeah. Why would you do that? And can I get something off my chest here? Also, uh, that you're going to. Why does everybody want someone from New England? When's the last time they had a great draft? They can't find a wide receiver. Like there's in these. The, the last draft was filled with wide receivers. They couldn't get one. They got Nikhil Harry, who can't yeah. do anything. I think their drafts have gotten worse over the years. As it's progressed. And you know who was getting more involved in the recent years? That guy. Nick Casero. Yeah. 
That's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. I think the uh, Patriots appeal because they've won Super Bowls. Yes. But they haven't won with great players. They've won with Tom Brady. They won with Tom Brady making players great. Yes. Or Bill Belichick making them great. I won't even write off Bill, but I'm just saying that, like, there's if you're looking for teams that have drafted great. Yeah. You, you, you can't look at, look at the Patriots. Yeah, you got to look at it from 10 years ago. Had the Patriots never got Tom Brady, they would have been terrible, most likely. Yeah, though, they would probably, I mean. They would be the Patriots before Tom Brady. Yeah. Still. They'd have their best year with Matt Castle at 11-5. Yeah. I don't know. Bill Belichick wouldn't be there. They'd probably have three or four different coaches by now. Mm -hmm. Belichick would be probably just a defensive coordinator that no one thinks could be a head coach right now. Yep. That's what, I mean. No, I agree with you. I mean. And speaking about, that's actually a really funny point that we just brought up because I just found this really good quote from the Colts GM Chris Ballard on drafting a quarterback. He said, taking one will get y'all off my ass for a little bit, but as soon as it doesn't work, I'm going to be the first one run out of the building. We know how important that decision is. Yeah. He's 100% right. He is, put off, he is put off trying to replace Luck with guys that he knows he's seen do it before that can keep the team afloat. Mm -hmm. And that he's not saying this is your quarterback of the future. One year, two year deals. Jacoby Brissett, Philip Rivers, yep. and it's and Chris Ballard is one of the best GMs in the league. I think mm -hmm. he's made some great picks. He put that O line together in like a year, and yeah. it was dominant. So I mean, like if GMs are afraid to pick the quarterback unless it's right, Paul's in his footsteps. Yeah, I mean he, he's got a good point. Unless you know, like they said that Patrick Mahomes when when. Um, the GM for the Chiefs was talking to Andy Reid. They were like, Andy, how did you find this guy? And he said, it's all the GM. Yeah. Veach. Veach was like, I, he's like, this guy is better than anybody I've ever seen. Like, he's like, he's got a skill set no one's ever had. Yeah. And he was like, okay. And the, the GM knew it. He saw it. He believed it. Traded up. Got him. And the rest is history. The rest is history. So until the GM sees that guy that just jumps off the tape like, I've never seen anybody do that before. Keep going like free agency or making trades. Take a third round quarterback. Yeah. Take, take a Gardner Minshew in the sixth round. Yeah, you might get a Trevor Lawrence out of it, but the coach will lose his job. See, so that doesn't even work. <laughs> yeah, there's got, not there's no winning formula, I guess, unless you get your true quarterback. Right. You've got and there's such. I mean, we'll see how this Super Bowl shapes up. But outside of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, who both took pay cuts the mm -hmm. year they won. Yeah. Who. Which quarterbacks are winning Super Bowls that aren't on rookie deals? Like, it's the quarterbacks on rookie deals on those teams that are winning Super Bowls. Yeah. So, I mean, it's either that or Tom Brady who has Giselle money and doesn't need it. He's like, <laughs> winning's my brand. Yeah. <laughs> she, he she created a whole brand just off its name. He did. Yeah. I mean, TB12. TB12. We will take a sponsorship, TB12. If you, uh, you know, Tom Brady, you're getting kind of long in the tooth. Might be hanging it up. 10-minute yeah, warning. We have some. Uh, you're our favorite player, Tom. <laughs> yes. Yes, Tom. <laughs> Peyton who? For the, for those for those of you listening to us on audio, the conventional format, uh, we covered up the bobblehead of Peyton Manning's face yeah. when we told Tom Brady that, which is why we're laughing like damn idiots. So uh, the other GM, so uh, George Peyton, that news fell, and uh, the Lions were kind of waiting on him. He was one of their candidates. Mm-hmm. And like I said, he only wanted to take a job if it was the right fit. He had to have the right fit. I know he has ties to California. Maybe Denver is close enough or something. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Um, what's interesting about George Payton is his visit included meeting some players. I don't know who, uh, who had to test, do COVID protocol to meet him and everything. Mm -hmm. And he spent one-on-one -on -one time with Brittany Bolin, who could be the new owner of the team. So I think that's, they gave him a six-year deal. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a new owner in that time. So I think it's very – it was a very smart move by the search committee to make sure that he met the potential new owner, the Pat Bolin child that's in the running to be the new owner. Mm -hmm. Because she's been trying to be more involved in the organization, trying to run it. And if she signs off, then you get to keep your job longer. And that's probably why he agreed to the job. Yeah. So now we go to the Lions who, man, we thought when they got Bob Quinn, when they got Matt Patricia, the New England effect – Speaking of New England people not being good. Exactly. I mean, that – and that was terrible. I don't know if it has the fact to do with they went to the Lions, but you're right. I mean, they did a terrible job while there. I mean, they got Kenny Galladay, 
And he's most likely going to free agency unless the GM works some magic. He's done with it. I mean, they, they've pissed off their players, and Matt Stafford's the only one suffering through that franchise. Calvin Johnson retired early on that team. Well, I mean, did you hear about Rob Gronkowski? Oh, yeah. He, uh, he, he said, purposely retired to avoid going to the Lions. Yeah, they were going to trade him to Matt Patricia, and he said, yeah. I'll retire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'll retire, then I'll just get the Patriots to send me to Tampa. Yep, where he's now on a good team with Tom Brady. But uh, Brad Holmes, is that his name? Brad Holmes, yeah, uh, was with the Rams, uh, was in charge of college recruiting for about eight years, and started as a press or uh, what do you call it? A scout? Not a scout, but he was an intern, basically, with a team. Oh, like a media intern? Public relations, that's what it was. Oh, PR. Yeah, PR, yeah. But uh, Shout out PR people. But has since gone for the last eight years and managed – college recruiting and now he's moving to a GM position. Now it's going to, it's an interesting name. Um, me and Harrison were watching a couple of like current GMs and people talk about when they first noticed this guy, they said that he was just special. Mm-hmm. Like, so he's got kind of this Sean McVay allure to him. Not, not as big. Cause it's not a coach. It's a GM. Very confident guy can handle the room. Yes. Confident guy handles the room and like, looks like, just what people are saying, it just seems like he was one of those guys that when he came in and he was green, he still stuck out sharp, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully he could turn him around. I'm just glad. I just don't understand why teams keep reaching for the Patriots. Like, I just, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. I'm really glad my team didn't do it. I'd be, I'd be much more mad <laughs> <laughs> if Nick Cassero was with the Broncos. I'd be furious. It's kind of like, a, I hate to say this, but Nick Saban effect. You look good when you coach for Alabama, but then all the coordinators go somewhere else and they suck. Exactly. It's the Bill Belichick effect. Like, he makes his coaches look good. He doesn't He doesn't have a good coaching tree. Yeah. He doesn't teach the skills needed. I think the only reason Josh McDaniels is still in New England is hopefully to get the yeah. most out of Bill and to – he knows how Bill did it. Bill was able to bring in some Bill Parcells guys mm-hmm. to the Patriots to – shape the locker room, change the culture. And if Josh McDaniels just stays and waits for Bill uh, Bill Belichick to retire, so many bills going on. Yeah. Um then he can he doesn't have to change the culture. He just has to kind of he just Ryan take over. Ryan Day. Yeah. He tries to be Ryan Day at Ohio State, right? Yeah. Basically, so, just take over. Take over and keep this train rolling. We've got it revved up. I actually heard that because uh Sarkeesian left, Nick Saban? Yeah, he went to Texas. I think I heard that Nick Saban might actually coach for like three or four more years until he can get another guy like that in place because that was his guy to retire and like keep it rolling. You know who they hired as offensive coordinator? Who? Bill O'Brien. Did they really? Yeah, Alabama. Oh my gosh, that's big. So he may have. I I didn't know Bill O'Brien was an offensive mind. I thought he was a defensive mind. Oh no, he was the offensive coordinator for the Patriots. Then he went to Penn State. Yeah, and then the Texans grab him. Yeah, yeah. He uh, no, he was the one behind that offense, and that's why. Deshaun Watson would be lucky if that Miami trade happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's no smoke to that, I don't think. They say Tua's going nowhere. I mean, I don't know. It would be too big of a trade. Yeah. It's hard to give up on a guy after one year. When No, if you get Deshaun Watson, it's real easy. Yeah. <laughs> Still. Yeah, no, they should. A lot you'd have to give up for him. Tua had no business playing this year at all. No. Ryan Fitzpatrick should have stayed in. The few, if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, the Miami Herald had a story. They talked about uh, they had a couple of Miami Dolphins players speaking out about this anonymously, saying when Fitzpatrick was benched, we all heard Fitzpatrick talk about how he was crushed. Well, the team was confused because football teams are next man up if you're hurt, but best man plays. Yeah. And they said Tua, arm strength not impressive. You know, they said the only thing he wasn't making a lot of plays with his legs, like Josh Allen and like Lamar Jackson, people like that. Mm-hmm. He was just really accurate, and they just didn't understand why he was starting over Fitzpatrick so soon. Yeah. Not that they didn't see it, but I mean, he's coming off a major surgery with his hip, and like, yeah, that's where I didn't understand it. I mean, why put the guy's body out there and risk it when you're winning? Yeah, it didn't make any sense to me. But I guess Flores is just uh, maybe he was feeling some GM pressure, or maybe he was just feeling himself. Yeah, maybe I mean, he had a Sudfeld moment. Maybe he saw something <laughs> that he thought was good. It was a Nick Sudfeld moment. He was just yeah. like, put him out there. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, you want to get? I think that's about all we have to talk about. You want to do the rundown? Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Let's, ten minute warning. Me. The, let's do the ten minute warning. Yeah.
Should I say it like that? The 10-minute warning. Okay, so uh, if this is your first time listening to 10-minute warning or watching, the, the idea is we take 10 minutes and we talk about all the games. In playoffs, there's fewer games, so we're going to talk about them more because they're more important. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. We have timeouts to finish our trivia questions. We've only done two questions so far. Harrison, what's your record? You're 2-0. Oh. Am I? Yeah, you've gotten both right. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I got the first one. I couldn't remember the second one. You're, I only remember what the question was. <laughs> You're 2-0, oh, so I have to stump you three times on these next three. What so, was the second question again? The second question? Yeah. That we just did? Did we just do it? Yeah, Doug Peterson. Oh, Doug Peterson, yeah. That's yeah, right. yeah, that one. Yeah. It was the first one. You remember the first one, though, don't you? No, I don't. Really? Yeah. Too much whiskey or something? Is that what's in this cup? <laughs> I, would like hope you know. <laughs> I would hope you know. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Ready? Let's do it. Go. Rams, Packers. The Rams are a little bit of a uh, kind of a surprise team. Uh, I wouldn't know. I don't. Yeah, I mean, beating the Seahawks, we didn't expect it to happen, but oh, you did. I didn't. I said if Jared Goff didn't play, the Seahawks would win. If he did play, I said if he started, he didn't start, obviously. Yeah, but he played. Yeah, and he was the reason they won. Right. So as far as the score goes, we both got that one wrong. Got it. Got it. Okay. Got sure. It. Got it. Sure. <laughs> I was more right than you were. If it was a bookie in Vegas, he wouldn't have given you the money. I know. <laughs> Um, but the Packers are on fire. Now, I don't – my worry for the Packers and for the Chiefs would be that I, I'm one of those guys that gets really skeptical about the bye. Mm-hmm. I know the bye gets you through, but it takes away the rhythm. It takes away the games every week. Like, it's – I think it could throw some teams off. Do we think Green Bay is one of those teams that's going to be thrown off? So, I was listening to something earlier, and they basically said that it's going to be cold uh-huh. in Green Bay. And Jared Goff is injured with his hand. And that's going to make it painful to throw the ball. Every time he tries to make a play. That thumb, that, right? Yeah. That thumb. It's going to hurt because it's cold, stiff. Is the offense more important than the defense in this game? That's, I think, the big question. Like, is, can the Rams get away with having a maybe subpar offense? Cam Akers is helping them, but. He's helping them, but I think the Packers are going to be able to score too much. Like, as good as the Rams' defense is, I think the Packers still have an elite offense, and I don't think the Rams will be able to keep up with them. I think that the Packers, um, I don't see them losing this game. Yeah. In fact, the line has gone from seven, it opened up at seven and a half and dropped to six and a half. So, so many people, there was a lot of money going on the Rams already, apparently, and now they're trying to get money back on Green Bay. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Donald is a beast. Jalen Ramsey's a beast. But Aaron Donald's also a little beat up. He is a little beat up. They were talking about that today. And you look at and another point I have on Aaron Donald is yeah. all they have to look at is what the Patriots did to him in the Super Bowl. Right. All you have to do is take him away, and you've pretty much taken half their defense away. And Jalen Ramsey, the other I mean, one of their other big pieces on defense can only cover one guy at a time, I think. Yeah. So if he's trying to shut down Devontae Adams the whole time. MVS and Alan Lazard are open. Exactly. And, I mean, if it's cold, Aaron Jones. Run game. I wouldn't be surprised if Jamal Williams went off in this game because this is the type of week where some random guy comes up. Yeah. And Jamal Williams always has a couple random weeks. So I think we're both on the Packers. Packers, yeah. Right. Time out. Seven minutes left. Our, uh, our initials, if, we do it, if I do it HI, it's high. That's cool. So the highlight of my day. <laughs> <laughs> Take that to the bank. Yeah, it's like when a when a when a, when a little kid tells you something, and you're like, oh, okay, oh, that's cool. wow, nice. good for you. When somebody keeps telling you a story and you've already hit them with two, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Lamar Jackson is the youngest quarterback to lead a double-digit comeback since this quarterback did it. In the 2005 wild card round. Hint, this quarterback is still active in the league. The 2005 wild card round. Now, the quarterback's old now. They were young then. Lamar Jackson's the youngest quarterback to, t- to lead a double-digit comeback in the playoffs since this quarterback did it in the 2005 wild card round. Hmm. 
He's still active in the league. He's still active. He's a starter in the league. He's a starter in the league. He's a name you know. I know. I is it Aaron Rodgers? No. Aaron Rodgers in the wild card round? Wild card. That should eliminate some people. Yeah. I wouldn't say Tom Brady. Right? I wouldn't either. Drew Brees wasn't really doing anything back then yet. I think he got drafted in 04. Yeah, Drew Brees? He's no. older now. He's 40. You got drafted at the same time Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. 04 is the Eli year. Never yeah. mind. Oh, yeah. 04 is when they got Phillip Rivers to replace him. Never mind. <laughs> was it Eli? <laughs> no, no, it's not Eli. <laughs> I don't know. It is Big Ben. Big Ben, 2005, mm. when they went on. And at, won the Super Bowl. Yeah. So they started in the wild card. On, his, that. on his rookie deal. Yeah. When you have a rookie deal, it's easier. It was his rookie year, wasn't it, too? Yeah. No, well, it's... it's or uh, his second year. I think it was his first year starting, but he was he came out with Eli. He yeah. was Eli, Phillip Rivers, and him. Yeah. So, I mean, he was... Uh, well, 2005 wild card round, it was his rookie year. 2004 season, 2005 wild card round would be in January. Mm-hmm. Hot damn. Yeah. They may not have won it that year. We gotta look that up. They played the Seahawks in that in that game. Yeah, because I remember something about it being like his rookie year. He won the Super Bowl. I didn't think a rookie quarterback had ever won the Super Bowl. That's why I think it might have been his second year. Yeah. Well, anyways, we're not claiming to be big Big Ben historians, but we no. will say that uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson shook that monkey off of his back. He definitely did. I mean, everyone was saying he can't win a playoff game because he had gone to two and hadn't won them. Well, you know what? You a lot of years you only get one chance to win a playoff game. Yeah. And so Lamar Jackson and the Ravens uh, were able to not only get rid of that stigma that they couldn't win a playoff game, they were also able to beat the team that upset them last year, which I'm sure gave John Harbaugh endless enjoyment. Oh yeah, get rid of some of that kryptonite talk. And I kind of like, I kind of like the logo dancing. Should we restart the timer? Is this? Uh, we're not talking about the game. Okay, we're talking we're about not, last okay. week's game. This okay. is still a timeout, I think. Okay. But I'm just saying, don't you like how the Titans and Ravens are kind of shaping up as, like, rivals, AFC rivals? Yeah. I, I like it. I like it, too. I, I keep it It's going. a game you look forward to every year, to see Derrick Henry kind of go off and to see if they can stop him and then Lamar Jackson going off. To I, see I if Rabel it. and John Harbaugh will shake hands. It's almost <laughs> just as good as the Chiefs-Ravens. Um, I think that's I a think little better, bit bigger th- of a rival. You think? Ravens-Chiefs? Yeah. I don't know. I, the Ravens are the team that they're always like, oh, they should be able to beat the Chiefs, and they can't beat them. I think the Ravens-Titans are a bigger rival because they've played each other in meaningful games recently. Yeah. Ravens and the Chiefs are like Maybe. favorites, but not opposing each other. They were on the opposite ends of the tree last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but I could see the Ravens and Chiefs becoming a rivalry very much. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, would, sure. I would love for the Chiefs to lose. a little bit of a rivalry. I want the Chiefs to lose, so whoever wants to do that is in my book. You're good. <laughs> All right, let's get back over to it. All right. So we're talking about the Ravens. Um, you know, they're doing good, but they're going to play in Buffalo, where there's another team doing pretty damn good. I yes. got to admit, when you're watching the Bills, like, just the past couple weeks, and, you know, full disclosure, just warning, <laughs> warning, I am literally uh, going to do, like, recency bias here, but they just look good. Man, they look good. Josh Allen looks like he can just zip it, and if Stephon Diggs breaks coverage, it's over. Yeah. I mean, it's wild. The, they're a good team. And they're going to be at home. Another game in New York. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Andrew Cuomo will go to that one. He made it to the first one. Yeah. We didn't. No. Must be nice to be the governor. But <laughs> I don't know. I think the Bills win this game. I mean, I I picked against the Ravens last week and it really bit me in the ass. And I could see the Ravens winning this game really easy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they can't win. It's obviously very close. The line's two and a half. But mm-hmm. I am think I'm taking the Bills. So at the beginning of the season, there was a lot of talk about the Ravens being Super Bowl winners, going 16-0. and was any of that really true? And they had a pretty poor start. But right now, they may be one of the hotter teams in the league. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, there was a stat. I don't remember if we used it on the pod or not. But they had the best point differential through December. Mm-hmm. Because of that reason, and I know the Bills are hot. It's two hot teams coming in against each other. I'm taking the Ravens. Well, at least we got something to talk about. Yeah. Um, I honestly think 
if you're making a bet on this game, it might be easier to bet the over. Yeah. Oh, I think it'll be high scoring for yeah. sure. I, I, I don't see it going. I think the Ravens scoring. have a little bit better of a defense. Yeah. Right now. That's fair. And I think that will be the difference. That could be the difference. I mean, their linebacking core is unreal. Mm-hmm. So. I, I think if the Bills had more of a prominent running back, I'd be more worried about that. Mm-hmm. I think that um, if Josh Allen really wants to just space it out, they could just try to move everybody away from the linebackers, just go 20 yards downfield. But yeah. we'll see. Timeout. Okay. This is fun. How much time we have left? 4.49. Wow. Well, we did two games. That's yeah. half. Halfway. Almost halfway through. Yeah. Yay! We're on schedule. <laughs> All right, so you've already won trivia for today. You've got oh wait, no, you haven't. You're two and one, two and one, You're two and one. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm yeah. giving you too much credit. Can you tell me which playoff team scored more points in the first quarter this past weekend than they did during the first quarter of their previous thirteen games combined, playing against the team they beat? Would that be the Browns? Yeah, I figured. I mean, they put up twenty eight points. And they and that's more than they put up in the first quarter against the Steelers in the past thirteen games against the Steelers combined. That's crazy. They only play the Steelers twice a year, usually. This time it was three. So that's the last like six and a half years. <laughs> yes. That's cr- and for the Browns, that's like four coaches. Yeah. <laughs> and like sixteen quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. At least. At, at least. least. Yeah. All right, let's get back to it. All right. I want the Browns to win. I hate the Chiefs. Um I get that. I don't know if I'm gonna. I don't know if I have the balls to pick them yet. Try to yeah. talk me out of it. So the Browns have a really good running game. They're, I would say, a more physical team than the Chiefs, but the Chiefs are just too explosive. And if the Chiefs get a lead, wrong point. Yeah, but also Jarvis Landry can catch. He can catch, but it's not the same as having Odell out there with him. I don't know. They seem to win more games without Odell Beckham Jr. I just don't think they can beat the Chiefs. It's hard to say they can. I didn't think they'd beat the Steelers. It's just like the Ravens. I feel bitten now, now that yeah. I didn't pick them. I'm going to... Oh, pick them. Come on, pick them. Oh, man, I don't want to do pick it. Em. I don't think they'll win. I just want them to win. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> it's like you want to see them keep the excitement going, but they're facing the I mean, who wouldn't want to see the Browns and Bills in the championship game? Who like, wouldn't want to see the Browns go to the Super Bowl? Right, but I mean, either of those teams, yeah. neither has won a Super Bowl. Exactly. So you get both of them in. So many fair-weather football fans who just watch the Super Bowl, you tell them, oh, that team's never won, and they jump on that bandwagon for the game. Yep. Because they want a team to win. My stepmom rooted for the Seahawks. Against the Broncos? Yes. <laughs> we were at a Super Bowl party, and she had the Seahawks plates instead of the Broncos plates. Mm. And then when that pass when the the hike we just talked about the bad one happened yeah i got up and left i said i'm going home i'm watching this at home i'm not staying here and watching this at a bar Damn. mistake yeah. i was like i should have been sitting in my special spot on the couch <laughs> <laughs> but all right i guess the chiefs are going you know what F it. this is a podcast i'm not betting any money browns i'm taking the browns to at least cover it's a 10 point spread right now Put my name right there. Right there, next to that 14 win team there? Yeah. <laughs> Put my name right there. Timeout. These timeouts come up a lot quicker when there's not that many games. Yeah, I know. I'm not prepared for them. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, ah, you're like, oh, the timer, the timer. So I won. Uh, yes. I'm 3 and 1. Let's see if you can go 4 and 1. That would be better. Okay. This is going to be, this is my favorite trivia question of the, uh, of the episode. Can you tell me who the oldest remaining quarterback is? In the AFC playoffs is, I'll even name them for you, Baker, uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Who is the oldest remaining quarterback in the AFC? Same again. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson. Hmm. So, this is a tough one. I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield. Because I knew he had, like, an extra year in college compared to everyone else. I think it's him. I think it's him and then Josh Allen or him and then Patrick Mahomes. And yeah. I think there's literally, like, 100 days between them. Yeah. Like, every – no matter what happens. Are like, they all from the same draft class or, like, this back-to-back draft classes? Patrick Mahomes is from a different one. Okay. But the other three were. Yeah. Yeah, the other three are all from the same draft class. 
I think no matter what happens, unless Jared Goff and the Rams really upset people, mm-hmm. the Super Bowl is going to be younger generation, old generation. Because it looks like Rodgers, Breeze, Brady, Yep. one of them represents old school. Yeah. Any of the new guys are the new school. I'm looking forward to it. All right. We got two and a half minutes to talk about this last game. Bucks saints It is hard to beat a team twice in one year. It's really hard to beat them three times. I agree with that. That's so, why I'm taking Tom Brady. You think the Bucks win the one that matters? I think they win the one that matters because Tom Brady knows how to win these games. And there was a lot of hype built around this game the first two times. And the first game, Tom Brady was getting used to his team, and they lost. The second game was just a really weird blowout. But I don't think Drew – I know this is Drew, Drew Brees' kind of farewell tour, but I still think Tom Brady knocks him out. I just don't. The Saints are at home. They've had time to prepare for an opponent in their division that they know. Yeah. That they've beaten twice. I got to go with the Saints. Okay. I mean, I – I think Tom Brady could win this game. I wouldn't be surprised. But Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, I even think if they get to halftime and Drew Brees just doesn't look right, they'll put in Taysom Hill just to throw a different look. I think they'll put in Jameis Winston if they need to just to throw in a spark. Like, I think Sean Payton has been so balls to the wall, ready to do whatever it takes to win that Super Bowl. You remember when he came in and he was like, you want this money? He had like a big briefcase of money. Mm-hmm. He said, you want this? Then win one more effing game and we get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And like trying to hype him up and doing all this locker room shit. He's like trying to, he's trying so hard. Yep. I feel like Drew Brees has to do enough with Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. Like it's just, yeah, I don't but know. But the Bucks have a lot of weapons. The Bucks could easily, I could see it going either way. I'm just going to take the Saints because kind of the same reason I took the Browns. I just want the Saints. I would love to see Drew Brees win another one and then go out. Mm-hmm. I think that would be fun. I'd also like to see Aaron Rodgers win another one, though. So, yeah, it's. I was actually just talking to the NFL real quick over here on my phone, on my bat phone, mm-hmm. and they said it actually doesn't matter what I want. That's funny, though, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I thought it's for sure how it works. I thought for sure people cared. No, no. So I'm Sorry. gonna go. You going with the Bucks? I'll go with the Bucks. I'll go with the Saints. So we got a few differences. We only agree on one one, one game. game. Yeah. Okay. This will be fun to watch. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. How much time is left? Eight seconds. Wow. <laughs> Eight seconds. I completely forgot that there was a clock. Eight seconds. Woo! Woo! All right, y'all. Like and subscribe to the podcast, please. Yes. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, YouTube Facebook. Facebook Watch, all of it. Facebook page, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, if you guys send us interesting questions on Twitter, we'll answer them. Yeah, send us some trivia that you would think is hard, and both of us will try and answer it. Exactly. You guys send us a trivia question. Yeah. Try to stump us. We'll we'll try to answer it. Yeah, and let us know where you're watching from. Oh, absolutely. Please. Or talk listening. To, talk to us on Twitter, Facebook. Let us know which of these mediums you're using the most because yeah. we're still trying to figure out where the best place to distribute is. Our numbers kind of fluctuate on each medium. Like, we, we don't know where people are going. What's their go-to? You guys like watching us on your computer while you're doing work? Like having us play in the background? Do you like listening to us in the car? Let us know. Yeah. I'm Ian. I'm Harrison. And we're out.